Hey, this is Nathan Sheridan, and you are listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's show, we sit down with Nathan Sheridan. Nathan's latest single, Do You Know, is available now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Guys, have you all ever done the Iron Man challenge? I've done the Hungry Man challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and a little bit different. in Havana, a little bit different. in Cuba, they do the Iron Man uh, challenge, and um, this man, uh, Lino Tomasin. I'm probably saying that. Oh, no, you are wrong, saying it wrong. But don't, um, don't say probably. You are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> see, senor. The. Um, the crazy thing that he did that shocked um, most of the crowd, um, he took a sledgehammer and began to beat himself on his wrist, elbows, forearms um, to shock the crowd, to prove him to himself um, that he could be be bigger and better than Mike Tyson. He says, he says, I had 27 matches, one by knockout, but I retired because in the last of them, I fractured the skull of my opponent, and he passed away. I gave away all the money I made in my fights to his family, he said, estimating some over 100 grand. Um, and since then, he has um, competed in these Ironman competitions. He's 32 years old. So he goes, and then he returns every year, and he beats himself with a sledgehammer, pounding every joint in his arms for the onlookers. He said, it's all real. Nothing is fake. Nothing is fabricated. And he said afterwards, he got a guy on his back and did some push-ups just to prove that he was still strong after hitting himself with a sledgehammer. He says, I want to be remembered as someone who pushed the limits of what was possible. I mean, also, he, he kind of seems like that guy in your high school class guys, that would like, to, just sent me like, you know, pick his books up and move his arms in a certain way to where you could see his biceps kind of, you know, like, uh, like, I was like flexing oh, in the wow. shirt sleeve. Um, it's like, okay, cool. I mean, just do the Iron Man, bro. That's pretty impressive by itself. Why do you need to smack yourself with the sledgehammer? What I guess my thing is like, what is he proving? Right? Like, what's the what is he proving? That his joints are strong? I mean, okay. I mean, I'm impressed with Iron Man. It'd be like if uh our buddy Stingray Rob was going to do an entire race. That's impressive. I mean, you're going hundreds of miles an hour inches from the car in front of you would be like if he did a race and he was like oh yeah guys by the way i held my breath the entire time like what's the point <laughs> like just do the race just do the race just do the iron man you don't have to beat yourself with a sledgehammer i won't look at you any different if you walk away not beating yourself with a sledgehammer i promise i mean it's like skydiving and, and uh, wanting to scream the whole time i mean you don't need to do that just pass out <laughs> whoa okay we just pass out already <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, good for him. I mean, if it makes him, you know, if, 
I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. I feel like he's probably not accomplishing that thing. If he wants to be remembered as someone who pushed the limits, I'm sure there's better ways to do that than beating yourself with a sledgehammer. Um, so I, I would, um, in, in words of Randy Jackson, that's a no for me, dog. I do know is is if you haven't got your tickets yet to the Ichthus Music Festival in Wilmore, Kentucky, you need to get those, which will be coming up in September, September 16th in Wilmore, Kentucky. Christian Music Guys will be there emceeing the event, uh, talking with all of the, the fans, meeting with everyone. Um, Micah Tyler, Ryan Stevenson, Apollo LTD will be there, and a bunch of other of our friends, Amanda Jansen. Um, it's going to be an incredible weekend. Get some food awesome. at the food trucks. Yeah. and I, I really hope that we get to uh, meet and talk with some of our listeners. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so if you're there, please come say hi. We'd love to We'd love to chat with you and uh, get to know you guys. And obviously talk about your favorite artists and uh yeah i mean that's what we're kind of about so we'd love to we'd love to for you to be there and to be able to meet you so please do please do if you're in the area if you're within driving distance well i guess everywhere is within driving distance technically i mean we can't say thank you enough to our our partners at uh, wjie that um, play us every week tuesday afternoons and um we thank you. We thank them for that. Um, it's so great to be a part of such a wonderful ministry. Well, we did have Nathan on our uh, show recently. Nathan is a singer-songwriter, and uh, his latest single, Do You Know, is available now. And it was great to get to know Nathan. Check it out. Our guest today is Nathan Sheridan. Nathan, thank you so much, man, and uh, chatting with, for chatting with us uh, this evening. No problem. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me in. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to have a Nathan because so because there's three of us. It's Jacob, myself, and our brother Chris, who isn't here today. But uh, our brother is Nathan. So it's nice to have. Like we, I feel like this is kind of with Chris being gone, having a Nathan here is kind of like having another brother. So uh, if you just had red hair, you'd blend right in. You know, I'm blessed to uh, have. Nice dark hair that hides all the grays that I got going on right now. So, uh, which is a lot of them. People yeah. wonder why I don't cut my hair more often. But yeah. as far as the name goes, Nathan, it means God's gift. So I guess your brother's pretty lucky <laughs> to be a, a literal gift from God. Yeah, he was our um, he was our golden child. <laughs> <laughs> is he the youngest? He, the golden yeah, boy. Yeah, he's, he's the, the youngest boy. brother. He's the youngest boy. Oh, yeah, we have a sister too that's even younger. But oh, okay. Well, well, Nathan, how was um, the event this past weekend with uh, Stingray Rob? Man, it was awesome. You guys really did your research. Okay, so like I've never been to uh, an indie race ever. <laughs> I've never been to a race like at that level ever. I went to a dirt track race. Um, like when I was probably 13 and I remember thinking it was so cool. So when I got invited to this, because Stingray uh, 
for those that don't know, he's an indie race car driver. And he wanted to do a worship event before his race. So that's how me and him got connected uh, through Toby Max manager. And he invited me in to just do a few worship songs for this Faith in the Fast Lane event. Very appropriate name. And then his mom gave me two free passes to the race the next day. So me and Stingray hit it off, man. And I got to go to an Indy 500 race and get to hang out with him for the day and just the whole crew. And it was honestly pretty incredible. I wish I was, I wish I would be more involved in that world somehow, but yeah, there's not many, not many worship leader opportunities at the Indy yeah. 500. So this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had Stingray on the show, uh, the, on the podcast a few episodes ago and, uh, he was excited. He was telling us about, uh, the event and he was excited about you being there. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it went well. Yeah. That was our first time meeting. So I don't know if he, um, I don't know if he had listened to any of my music before then, or if he had just kind of scouted me out a little, uh, it was kind of just weird how it all came together, but definitely yeah. once I was done, he was impressed. I think he, he, he was, you know, digging the music. So if he comes back, I'll be a shoe in, you know, for the next, for the next event. But Right on. And wasn't that at the, that was at the well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. The well in Nashville. Um, Which is kind of for a Christian artist, kind of a, uh... It's kind of a like the a mini Grand Ole Opry, right? Like being able to sing there. You, I think there's a lot of Christian artists that have sung there. So I've heard. So I've heard. I didn't know that at the time, but once I was done, okay, some people had told me, "Hey, you know, it's kind of like a big deal to sing there." So I'm like, "Cool," you know, like that's Epicenter, the best. Place. Yeah, that's the best place to be though. Is like if I'm if I'm ever big, I won't know it. So if I'm <laughs> or if I'm hey. But, you know, now the Grand Ole Opry is inviting a lot of Christian artists in. I'm sure you guys have noticed. Mm-hmm. So maybe that maybe the Grand Ole Opry yeah, is the awesome. Grand Ole Opry for us now. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Nathan, take it. Take us some, a minute and just introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, I know you're kind of a newer artist on the scene. I'm from sure for you. It doesn't feel like you're a new artist because you've been in it for a little while. But uh, uh, I know for many of our listeners, uh, this is kind of an introduction. So tell us a little bit about uh, you and how you got your start in music. Yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a long story, but I, I try to, I try to condense it a little to get to the meat of the issue. Really, you know, my parents weren't in my life. So I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, you know, my mom and my dad weren't really, uh, weren't really fit or in a position to be parents to uh, me and my sister. Uh, just different drugs and alcohol problems and things like that. So they gave us up to my grandparents when I was around four years old. And when they did that, you know, the night I left uh, my parents, gosh, I mean, I don't think I saw my mom again for 11, 12 years. It was over a decade for sure. So, uh, just completely out of my life, you know, hundred percent. So I'm full time living with my grandparents. They have full custody of me and my sister. Uh, my sister, Sarah gets sick and just really, really quickly starts to, uh, get worse and worse. She ended up being diagnosed with brain cancer. So it wasn't long after that, maybe not even a year once she was diagnosed with that, that she actually ended up passing away. And for me, that was a huge blow. Um, 
because that was really the only person I ever knew as far as like a friend that was the only kind of tried and true thing I had in my life up to that point. Uh, I was about six years old at this point. And when I say like, I didn't, because mm. I think people assume, especially uh, with quote unquote professional artists, you know, which it's kind of weird to even call myself that because mm. it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't feel that way about myself truly. But um, I think a lot of people just assume like, Oh, this guy must've been playing since he was, two years old or something like that, or four years old. And really I just, yeah. not only was I not doing that, I just didn't even have the opportunity to do that. So it was a really, really uh, strange thing for me at six years old. I mean, I didn't have anything going on up here creatively. Like there was nothing floating around in my brain, no dreams, no aspirations. There really just wasn't anything optimistic. I didn't even know what that was. So for me, it was once I lost my sister, once my parents kind of abandoned us, I was really just floating along until about 14 years old. Uh, like I attribute everything to my grandmother and grandfather, really, as far as just, man, showing me, showing me the cross, you know, showing me Christ, praying for me, taking me to church every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Sunday night, every camp every everything you know any any opportunity there was for me to be in church um even if that meant i was the only youth in youth group that night so but at 14 years old i was yeah. finally presented for the first time with a play that you guys might be familiar with it's called heaven's gate tells flames that mm -hmm. uh oh i grew yeah. up on that man so we grew up on i that. was side note i'm actually good friends with the producer of that um that play now and uh he actually reached out to me recently just to thank me for talking about it and stuff and in interviews but uh i i, I went to that play awesome. and uh, i think it was just the the gospel for the first time being played out before me in an artistic way in a creative way in a visual right. way and uh, in a musical way as well you know that really just sparked something in me and made me say this is what I need, you know? And it was, it was for the first time I realized that I, I had to make that decision to follow Christ. You know, it wasn't my grandparents that were going to save me by proxy or anything like that. I wasn't a Christian because they were Christians. It was like, no, I need to accept Christ. I need to have faith that he is savior. I yeah. need to accept him personally for my own life. And like, it took every ounce of energy to get about my seat and, and go forth and accept Christ as savior. So fast forwarding, like even <laughs> fast forwarding, I, I actually received a guitar after, after I was saved from a family member and kind of started getting involved a little bit musically in youth group. We started like a little youth band and stuff like that. That went absolutely nowhere for so many reasons uh, as not many youth bands probably do. But it kind of was fun. You know, I, I started getting into singing some different Christian songs, singing different hymns. Uh, and at that point, probably singing very dated contemporary songs. And mm -hmm. like, you know, went through that whole thing. But, you know, I never, ever, ever saw music as a path for me. Ended up, you know, at 17, at sure. 17 just said, you know, I got to do something with my life and ended up actually joining the military. So I joined uh, the National Guard 
and signed up for uh, a six-year contract, two years inactive, went through basic training, went through advanced training, uh, only got to pick up the guitar a couple times during that process, and uh, actually played in chapel a couple times during that process, and then got deployed. And then when I actually got deployed, I was probably 19 years old at this point. When I got deployed, that was really when I found the first major opportunity for me to actually lead worship, which I was overseas. Um, there was no worship happening really at all uh, because, you know, you're in the middle of the desert. There's really not many resources for that. Yeah. So uh, we had an empty chapel tent and we had two brand new chaplains and we just set it up. We got things going and they figured out I could sing and play guitar and we were off to the races. And I mean, I think I, you know, every Thursday and every Sunday I was leading worship uh, overseas. And it was really at a point where I was like, man, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what, why God has me in this place right now. So I think at the end of it all, mm. I was able to look back and realize like, wow, you know, I was here to lead worship. I was here to, you know, fulfill my calling that I knew God was putting on my life here and there. Like I was like, I always felt him nudging me in this direction, but he really just like put my feet to the mm. fire um, in, in this circumstance. And I just received so much encouragement from people uh, during that whole process that I actually came home and right away started getting into the studio and kind of starting my started my journey uh, about then. So about finally sure. as a professional, <laughs> no, musician. definitely not at that point. At, at that point, I was definitely like, <laughs> wow, I, you uh, know, I, I was an aspiring professional musician. So, mm -hmm. and that's a, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it was, it was funny. Like I got into the studio, just started learn, just learning how to be in the studio was, was hard for me learning how to play to mm -hmm. a metronome, learning how to, uh, how to sing harmonies and things like that, learning, you know, how to somewhat use pro tools and, and different things like that. And I'm still not great at those things. So all that to say, I kind of, you know, didn't really get a head start in this industry or music in general, but uh, I've had, I, there was enough that happened in my younger years where I was like, you know, it wasn't like I was totally oblivious to it all but it was definitely still a big change for me, like coming out of the military and then kind of straight into this. So, and really I haven't done much else in my life besides this and just being in the army. So um, that's kind of my two claims to fame. That was really long winded. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and now, I mean, uh, another, no, Hey, that that's no, we, we appreciate it. I mean, that's uh we, we love hearing kind of like how, how God leads people uh, to uh, into the industry and kind of the story behind, um, you know, their ministry. So, I mean, that that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. And uh, you said your claim to fame, but aren't you like, um, was it like four or five days away from being 30? Is that oh, right? Oh, God. Who told you that? It's like kind of a big <laughs> deal. Yeah. Well, listen, we Instagram stalk people. Okay. That's, that's what, it's our job should, to know. Uh, so <laughs> how are you feeling about, not being in your twenties anymore. Cause yeah. listen, we're, we're both in our thirties. Our other brother, Chris, who's on the podcast is in his thirties. We we've been here for a while. We know the aches and the pains and the white well, and gray hairs that come with it, but I'm almost, how you I'm almost to the forties. So, you know, it's weird. Um, I'll actually be, yeah. <laughs> I'll actually be playing a show the night, uh, 
the, the day that I turn 30. So I'll probably like, I'm sure I will forget that I'm my birthday. I always do. Um, I've never been a big birthday guy. Right. So that helps me in a way. Honestly, man, when I think about 30, I'll get kind of sad about it for like a second. But then I realize, like, not to get serious or anything, then I realize that there's just a <laughs> kind of a lot of, I hate the word misinformation, but there's kind of a, or stigma, but there really is just a whole stigma that comes with that, that really just is completely untrue, you know, and it's, it's one of these things, like, in a way, yes, I do feel like some years have passed me by, but, and there's been some things I could have done better, some things I wish I could do again in my 20s. But really, in a way, I feel like I'm in my prime. Uh, like I, I was just talking to my wife. Yep. I was just talking to her, and I'm like, man, the amount, the amount of growth that's taken place in the past two years for me has been tremendous. You know, and I'm like, dude, they should raise the drinking age to 30 because you're not fully <laughs> developed at all. Like I'm like, man, at, tw- yeah. at 21, yeah. what an idiot. I was so stupid. Like I shouldn't have been allowed to do anything, you know? So it was, uh, it was, it's kind of funny yep. looking back, like the, the huge leap you take from 18 to 20 and then the leap from 20 to 25 and then the 25 to 30, it's just, wow. I know 10 times more than I knew back when I was 25. So I'm kind of in a way I'm happy to see what's, how much more I'm going to know between 30 and 35, you know, and we're in Christian music. So 40 is the 40 is the golden number, man. Like that's when I'll get my number one. So like, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. I hate on anyone. Uh, I, I'm 36 and I'll tell you the thirties have been the best decade so far of my life. Really? I love the thirties. Um, and you know yeah absolutely yeah like a lot of what you said being more wise and no having some life under your belt um but yeah and like, like like you're just kind of in the and even like yeah like you said like the prime man it just feels like it's the prime i always tell people like i didn't even understand my identity until i was 28 like or my 20 like 28 29 dude like um uh, it's kind of crazy but you know, we're, we're Christians and we talk about identity in Christ, but actually fully coming to grips with that and really understanding the authority that Christ has given us, being co-seated with Christ, how Christ dwells within us, and understanding that when we are saved, we actually have a brand new identity in him and the old man is dead and the new man is born. Like that's so been so much for me to grasp over the years. I couldn't ever see 18 year old me really grasping that or even 25 year old me. So man, I've been a baby Christian for a really long time. It feels like, you know, (laughs) so it's, it's kind of fun now getting uh, into my, my upper twenties, twenties and, you know, early thirties soon. And really just uh, kind of, it's, it's great. I get to kind of go into this new phase of life with a new understanding of who Christ is, who Christ is, you know, within me. And what that means for my family, what that means for my ministry, I think it's so important. Like identity is so important. And that's why, you know, when you understand identity, it's really not that big a deal to go into your 30s, I guess, you know. But when you're still lacking that and when you still have those insecurities, I could definitely see how for some people it's kind of a traumatic event and they feel like they're not quite ready for it. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, happy early birthday. <laughs> All that to say, happy birthday. And welcome to the there you go. Welcome. <laughs> All that to say, no, I was saying, welcome to the 30s. It's, uh, you're only 10 years away from your number one now, right? Like yeah, you said. I mean, when I'm 40 and I finally, Kalo finally plays my song, uh, then we'll be, we a new, we'll be at a new stage. And watch me be 40 and be like, wow, I was such an idiot at 30. This is my prime here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. Yeah, forties is the best. When you're forties is awesome. When you're eighty, you're like, man, um, I was an maybe at seventy. Maybe when you're forty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe when you're forty, you'll have a single called uh, "Now I Know." Yeah, now I know. Uh, so speaking of which, we <laughs> that's kind of a segue. Hey, that was decent. I'm proud of that one, Jacob. You, you like that segue? <laughs> Could have been a little uh, no, cleaner. Not, we, we'd like to ask you. <laughs> uh, you know, we we posted. Is this so long form? Good. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> oh man. Uh do you know is uh, your latest single? Do you know? Uh would you like mind telling us the story behind that song? We we love it. Um it's been my kiddos. Uh, they've uh, Google repeat Google repeat so it's been it's been playing <laughs> in our house uh, we love it uh, would you tell us the story behind it so I'll say this um, it's one of the first songs that I've cut sang but did not write and I don't think many artists would be super quick to like put that at the forefront of it but because mm. I think there's like uh, again, there's that word that's this stigma, especially now for some reason, it's a really weird thing. You know, it used to be back in the day, nobody wrote their songs. Nobody wrote their own songs. Ever, there was always songwriters. So now it's like when an artist doesn't write a song, there's kind of like this stigma that comes with it. But man, a guy named Luke Nielsen uh, out of uh, British Columbia wrote this song or at least started it. And I remember listening to just the acoustic demo of it and it really just speaking to me like on a, a profound level and really just ministering mm. to me. And immediately it hit me in a place that's like, wow, somebody's going to get something from this. Somebody's going to be encouraged from this. Like not to have that, you know, that Christian trope of like, well, this is positive, encouraging. That wasn't really what I was thinking in the moment. I meant seriously, like, man, somebody really is going to get a, sure. like just a touch from the Lord from this. I, I really believe that because it's a reminder of who you are. We were just talking about identity. And I feel like this song is just jam packed with man, identity in Christ, how Christ loves us just for being who we yeah. are, just for existing. It has the story of the prodigal son in it. And there's so many people of, uh, you know, it, it, who are saved and who who do know Christ, but they've fallen away in some, or, or at least they think they have in some form or fashion, whatever it is, whether it's a sin they're caught up in or just whatever struggles they have, and they think it's this, they think it's this kind of race they're running where they kind of went out of bounds for a second, and now they got to go all the way back to the starting line and start the race all over, and. That's really not how it is, you know, in the, in the, what really speaks to me about this song and the relation it has to the prodigal son is that the father saw the son in the distance and he ran to the son and threw the robe around the mm. son. 
and it was the best robe in the house and the best robe in the house yeah. belongs to the father. So I thought to myself like, wow, the father's cloaking his son in his best robe. He didn't have to go start over again. He didn't have to go grovel at the father's feet and beg for forgiveness The you know, the father ran to the son. Yeah. And for me, it's like, no, you can get up right now where you are. It's never too late to do the next right thing. It's, you know, and man, whoever you are, wherever you are, just know Christ loves you. Even in your sin right now, he does love you and he wants you to come back to him. And for me, that's a profound message. You know, when you can have all those different elements in there yeah. and it's speaking to, you know, it says in the song, the wayward sons, the distant daughters, uh, you know, desert land, troubled water. So it's got all these different, you know, uh, visual elements yeah. in it. And just really there's, I, I almost feel like anybody, anywhere they're at can listen to this song and just know that the father in heaven loves them right where they're at. If they are saved, he wants them to come home. If they aren't saved, there's the free gift of salvation waiting for them right now. His will is that they should be saved and not perish. Like that truly is the gospel message. God's will is that we should be saved and not perish his ultimate will. And I try to always think about that in everything I'm singing and everything I'm doing. Like, is this, is this getting back to the will of the father? Uh, so I think this song does that. And when I first heard it, I knew it was going to speak to somebody yeah. uh, on that level. So I wasn't afraid to cut it because I'm like, I don't care if I write it or not. You know, if it's speaking to me, it's going to speak to someone else. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. when well, you picked a good yeah. one, my friend. This is a, a fan based podcast, Nathan. And so we will let our listeners uh, know who we are. Uh, we'll be interviewing. And we had one of your fans um, Lou Ann from Madison, Wisconsin wants to know your, the story behind, uh, your single, something worth singing about. Okay. So this one I did help write, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a really good one because it's almost kind of a, uh, it started out as kind of a critique of church culture. Um, not the church, but just the way we act in church sometimes, uh, and kind of the. I don't know quite the word for it. Uh, you know, kind of the, the rut we get ourselves in in church where we'll be, we'll be during worship service. And you guys, I'm sure understand what I'm about to say, where we'll be standing and we're looking at, typically there's a lyric screen now and we're singing the lyrics to a worship song. And we're thinking to ourselves, every other thought, except what the words are saying and what, the message is behind the song. <laughs> so for us, it was like, you know, we go through these phases where we're just, we're just singing the songs and we are, you know, reading the words on the screen, but we're not actually absorbing them. We're not actually, actually praising the Lord. We're not actually singing them to the father. So mm -hmm. that was where we cut the baseline where we started this song was we want to remind people that, Hey, these lyrics that we're singing on the screen you know, hopefully, you know, are true and they really are applicable to your life. And so, and there really is something worth singing about. There really all, you know, these things we're talking about in the song are, is worth praising. It's worth singing. So right. uh, we, we wanted to write a song. That's not necessarily where the song ended up message wise, but we wanted to uh, remind people that our praises are, uh, it's God is worth praising, obviously, but it's worth singing about his freedom. It's worth singing about his love because we truly do have those things, even though it, it it's easy to forget it sometimes. And it's it's easy to just kind of 
sing about it without necessarily absorbing it. So it's kind of an on the nose, uh, you know, way of just reminding people that, yeah, there is freedom. There is, um, there is joy. You know, you have been forgiven. You are redeemed. These true, uh, again, these very core tenets of the faith are, they're real. They're not just cliches. Well, this uh, next part of the interview, Nathan, we uh, like to do with our first time guest is uh, our favorite things, kind of get to know you type thing. And so uh, we'll give you a word and you'll give us uh, your favorite thing in that category. Do it. Just just to let you know, though, this can be quite controversial. Um, oh, wait, sometimes... okay. So give me an example. <laughs> that way like, I know what to do. You know, like favorite um, ice cream, favorite, you know, can, they can be really controversial and divided. All depends on your answers. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. You can play. All right. We'll start off with an easy one. What is your favorite food? Favorite food? Cheese. Uh, it's going to sound weird, but cheesy jambalaya. Cheesy jambalaya. I love jambalaya. So. <laughs> My grandma used to make it all the time. Uh, do you have a favorite yeah. show that you enjoy binge watching? Gosh. I haven't been able to watch TV in months. Um, TV show that I've been binge watching. You're like, what's that? Yeah, I'm like, wow. It doesn't have to be anything now that, or one that you have enjoyed. All right, so a show that I have enjoyed and binge watched throughout my life and still watch here and there <laughs> is probably SpongeBob because <laughs> that's SpongeBob. just filled, still filled with good quotes, SpongeBob, good quotes with, of, of life and just me and my Nathan, friends are always s- always sending videos to each other. SpongeBob, <laughs> I will say, um, out of all the people we've had on here, SpongeBob is the first. That's so good. congratulations. Hey, that's good. Well, you know, and I. I'm, yeah, which is that's impressive, Nathan. You know, there's I, I did watch probably uh, not the greatest show recently. I did watch a uh, what was it called? Oh, Better Call Saul. So I don't necessarily recommend you go watch it because it's not the most Christian. So we're on a Christian music podcast, so I don't want to <laughs> say goodbye. But I did watch it; and it was pretty good. Yeah, listen, I just finished it last week. Oh, Better! I Call just Saul. finished it last week. Honestly, it was yeah, it was, it was like. It was probably one of the best shows I've ever watched in terms of just like storytelling. It was like yeah. pretty incredible. Is there a, um, a favorite movie that you like? Favorite movie? Forrest Gump, hands down. Forrest Gump. I, I don't know if that's like oh, a, that's such a good one. I don't know if that's a common answer, but I don't even have to think about that one. Forrest no. Gump is a good one. See, Better Call Saul wasn't on like that. No, level. Awesome. It wasn't on like that. Uh, do you level. have a dream? A dream? Yeah. <laughs> I have a dream. Do you have a dream duet? Yeah, a favorite dream. No, do you have a dream? <laughs> a dream duet? A dream duet. Oh wow! This is one I actually haven't thought about. So, in the Christian music space, or just any artist, anybody ever, dead or alive, dead or alive. Living or dead. Living or dead, yeah. Living or dead. Dude. 
this is hard. Honestly, probably, uh, probably John Mayer, I guess. Probably John Mayer. That would be pretty incredible. But uh, he probably wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even want him to sing on it. I want to be the star vocally, but I want him to come in with that sweet guitar man like that's what i was gonna say i'd be afraid i'd be so nervous to play guitar with john Mayer. no i wouldn't play anything i would just make him i I would make him play guitar (laughs) like if i have if i'm running the show producer wise you know he's playing i'm singing and i'll let him put some real underlying real soft underlying harmonies in there so that'd be good do you have a favorite ice cream flavor oh this one's easy so, do you want brand two of ice cream? Like, does a brand? Yeah, yeah. Flavor? Be specific because because a lot of our listeners, it's it's cool. Like, a lot of our listeners will go out and on recommendations, and we've had people email us before and be like, "Oh, hey, when so and so mentioned that ice cream, oh my gosh, it's life changing." Oh yeah, by the way, the podcast is cool, <laughs> but man, that ice cream was awesome. So yeah, be specific. All right, it's a uh, bluebell bluebell ice cream cookies and cream. Hundred percent. If we're if we're going with oh, if we're going with store bought like easy accessible ice cream, I mean I've had some ice cream from like different shops. That's the cookies and cream is like really good, but I'm talking like this is tried and true. Bluebell's cookie, Bluebell cookies. And cream. Yeah. Are you a you are you a banana pudding type guy? Banana pudding, dude. Honestly, I love banana pudding, but I'm probably more of a bread pudding guy. Well, Bluebell has a banana pudding ice cream that will. Hey, and I'm going to give you all another t- is amazing. Another tip, okay? So if you got like cobbler, right? Like a blueberry cobbler or something like that, you get a scoop of Bluebell vanilla ice cream. Put that on that hot cobbler, man. You're in heaven. You're in heaven. You're good to go. <laughs> Peach cobbler is my favorite dessert with vanilla ice cream melted on the top. It's absolute oh unbeatable dessert. That sounds amazing, too. Nathan, do you have a favorite podcast? Okay, so I got a, I've got a couple. Um, I love watching uh, a guy just for like to kind of stay up to date with like culture stuff, political stuff, the news cycle, and everything, just all in one. I like to watch a guy called Tim Pool um, a little bit. I like watching him. Um, for okay. Some maybe more hot takes. I like watching uh, somebody like Russell Brand, I guess. Uh, here and there uh, so I don't watch a lot of his stuff as much he's more <laughs> mainly because he's more to like the, the new age like universal kind of stuff <laughs> so I'm not like I'm not like all up into his theology but right. I, I do listen to him some and I, but in a way though I, I listen to a lot of songwriter podcasts too man I'm all over the place when it kind of comes to that stuff I love I love listening to all types of I like kind of keeping up with just the world in general through podcasts but i also like listen to a songwriter podcast um you know just to kind of develop the craft just kind of stay up to date with things i love all the different uh you know music podcasts out there t-pain actually has uh, a really really good one just on like music industry in general and how it works and everything like that i love podcasts about that so i i've actually yeah. never heard of y'all's podcast before like I, I didn't know there was a christian music podcast out there so like specifically about that so i love just you know absolutely to do with music in the podcast realm i love as well that's great well nathan what's next for you and how can our listeners keep up with you 
what's next for me? Well, I am on tour this, uh, this summer and into the fall. Okay. Um, so, uh, when is fall? Coming up very soon. Pumpkin spice is already out, man. Oh man. Don't remind me. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, am going on tour. Uh, I've got a few dates this weekend. Um, going to Texas, going to Missouri, going to Michigan. Uh, in September, I'll be at uh, the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Yeah. I'll be uh, at Asbury University, which they just had that big revival out there. Yeah. So everybody knows Asbury. Um, I'll be leading worship at the chapel where it all went down, where it all happened. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. And just uh, kind of I'm going and doing a hometown show soon. So really a lot of what I've been doing is um, centered around touring, uh, ministry, uh, and, and, you know, leading worship and things like that. But also we just finished the vocal for um, an acoustic version of Do You Know or a piano version. Nice. So that's going to be awesome. So be on the lookout for that. I'm hoping to release that sometime soon. Hopefully uh, either right as fall starts or right before then. Any Christmas music coming out? Probably not, uh, <laughs> not this year. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you kind of got to start that stuff in June. Yeah, July. Yeah. So, and we 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 dropped the ball again. <laughs> we dropped the ball again. But you know, I'm not mad about it. Right. I'm not angry. So, there you go. But it, when I, you know, in my 30s, man, you can all you can always just do an Instagram video of a Christmas song, sing it on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Mary. Did you know though? Like, if I ever, uh, I, I, somebody, found, somebody did point uh, it out to me recently. Like, yeah, Mary did know. Actually, I'm like, yeah, but that kind of ruins the song. <laughs> don't ruin the song, yeah. man. Don't let the don't let theology get in the way of a good song. Right. Man, yeah. You know? I mean, Mark Mark Lowry's <laughs> making let, his money on it, so leave him alone. Oh yeah, I love Mark Lowry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you guys, you guys probably love him. I mean, he's comedian, yeah, he's funny, songwriter, singer. Great. Well, to wrap up, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. I mean, of course. Um, you know, and I think um, recently uh, something God has just been just been speaking to me on and nudging me, uh, nudging me on is these I gotta be careful here because I don't want I don't want this to come out wrong but right now uh, if I'm speaking to the listener there's kind of this whole uh, this message out there I think that there's something wrong with people like there's something wrong with you um, and for the people out there who are like experiencing things like heartbreak they're experiencing things like loss grief, um, you know, sadness because of your financial position, you're having trouble in school, you're depressed about a certain thing, um, don't be so quick to put a label on yourself of this is who you are or like you have some type of mental health problem or something like that. Uh, give your faith a chance and give God a chance to show you who he is through all of these circumstances that you're going through 
rather than immediately jumping to uh, a label which the world would love to slap on you they'd love to say well you must be depressed you must have this issue going on you need to go uh, you know take this pill or take that pill right. or or whatever it's like uh, oh you're probably you know maybe it's because you're this or maybe it's because you're that um, I, I, I just think for me right now we need to be really focused in on our faith we need to make sure that we're giving God his due and we're giving him a chance to show up to show us who he is through through our faith and through our obedience uh, before you slap a label on yourself uh, because of your circumstances just ask yourself have you prayed lately have you read your Bible lately have you given this matter over to God when's the last time you talked to your pastor when's the last time you went to church when's the last time uh, you know you did something good for somebody you know you know, did something for the least of these I would just say like when's the last time you truly lived out your faith even during your circumstances and I think if people are honest with themselves we don't do it enough and we look for external validation of our problems and we're like we're, we're so quick to accept what the world calls us when we haven't even given Christ a chance to show us who he truly is through our struggles, through our pain, through our depression, through our sadness. Um, that being said, I want everybody to go out there and, and truly get the help they need. But don't forget that Christ is a Christ is a not just a resource, but the source that we should be running to over and over again, regardless of what it is we're going through. We need to give Him the first chance. Give Him the first chance every single time to heal us of whatever it is we're going through and show us and 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 show us who he is through that um so that's my encouragement to you guys whoever's listening right now and run to christ let him show you who he is through your struggles through your pain through your sadness through your heartbreak through your grief through your loss whatever it is give him a chance to show you who he is and and, and have the faith that he is who he says he is and i guarantee you're going to see something shift in your life you're going to see something change whether that's prayer, whether that's reading God's word, that's going to church, um, <laughs> so many things I could list, but whatever that is, you know, give that a chance first. Well, that's good. Well said, Nathan. Uh, well said. Uh, well, thank you so much, man, for taking the time and chatting with us. Uh, John Mayer, if you're listening, uh, he is ready to do a duet, something worth singing about. Come on, y'all could do it together and make, make some history. Oh man, you know, and I, I'm trying to think of like some Christian artists, you know, right now that I'd, I'd love to do some stuff with. And man, I'll tell you one guy I'd really love if I ever get the opportunity is uh, Danny Gokey. Yeah. I'd love to just collaborate with him on something. Absolutely. I just truly love his heart behind things and truly love where his head is at with um, just his faith Absolutely. and just his theology and, and things like that. Just love him loving what he believes in his voice I, I've said this you know, unsolicited before, I think he's got the greatest voice male vocal in Christian music right now, that's my personal opinion I just love what he does so if we're talking about Christian music here and not just like uh, big artists yeah. in general I'd love it, but Danny if you're listening there you go. let's do something well thanks Nathan for chatting with us and thank you again dear listener for tuning in as you do each week, we certainly appreciate you. If you do us a favor, it really does help. 
If you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Let us know who your favorite artist is. We'd love to uh, ask them a question on your behalf if you have one. It really does help us uh, get the word out there about the podcast, and we're super grateful. Also, we love hearing from you. Go to our uh, website, christianmusicguys.com. Send us an email. Send us a chat. We love hearing from you guys. We've heard from quite a few people here recently, and it's always great uh, to hear from our listeners. So please do that. You can find us on social media, uh, wherever you social, on media, at Christian Music Guys. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next week.